When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, hustlers, we know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. If you're able to go beyond that, like you're able to explain what you created, not how you created it. Like what's the value it's giving to um, your stakeholders. That will be a big uh, milestone for you as a dev. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baypyong. Welcome to episode 32 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster, and I'm your host. And this episode is brought to you by Payroll Hero, a time, attendance, scheduling, HR, and payroll solution for Philippine companies. If you are new to the show, we're glad to have you here. We're about to wrap up season one, and we're glad that you still got a chance to listen to this episode. But I'd like to give you a heads up because this podcast contains adult language, so make sure that there's no kids around when you're listening to this. Because today, we're going to be talking to a pirate. Not a pirate that you see in the seas, but a pirate that turned himself into a startup founder. And we're talking to Ellard Gaparel of AdMob. And today, he's going to be sharing how he started out his career as a 16-year-old putting up his own startup because of his experience pirating DVDs and cracking games. He will also share how he was able to sell that company at a young age of just 17 years old that eventually paid for his whole college education. And next, he's also going to be talking about how he's hustled his way to become a very good developer 
for nine years in one of the most prestigious companies here in the Philippines. And the skills he learned that allowed him to develop his next startups after that. Then he will share how he came up with AdMob with the inspiration coming from his son. Before we begin this thing, Ellard is going to be super generous in telling us how to become a better developer, how to create good products, and how to be able to handle tough competition. So if you're ready to learn the hustle of a pirate turned startup founder, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are back. I got. I just came out from the sickness, guys. I was down for a week, but I'm so happy that we got to do this again with one of my good friends. I've actually been wanting to have you on the show for for the longest time because we we shared a common bond with this guy with with with, with my first startup. Uh, we shared the office. They were also he was also part of it. It was the CTO of Cloud Swift before, but now he's the CEO of AdMob. And welcome to the show, Mr. Ellard Caparral, correct? Did, did yes, I Caparral, that? Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Ellard, welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm honored, actually. There you invited. go. Are you nervous? Like, you're chill now? Uh, well, it's, it's my just... first time talking to a mic. I'm usually... <laughs> <laughs> to a mic? <laughs> I'm more used to talking to like crowds of people. Oh, I'm sorry if this doesn't pass your standards, <laughs> Mr. Elard. Okay, but again, this is this is very intimate, and again, it's just us, man. Just think yeah. of it like we're again we're in we're in the same fucking street that we were before. Yeah. You know, Jupiter. Jupiter is the place to be. And um, I'm recording just, in Jupiter. Yep. But let's just give a shout out to those people that fucking let us let this happen. The shout out to Kubo for letting us borrow uh, this this place again. So thank you, Cap. Thank you. Uh, Carlo and the rest of the Kubo team for letting this happen because you're also uh, in um, when they found out who it was like ah, okay no brainer <laughs> <laughs> because you're an incubator here yeah. as well okay before I blab too much and I get too carried away Ellard real quick what's your hustle yeah my hustle actually started um, very early in my life uh, back when I was wow. a teenager <laughs> well, what uh, did you that, do Ellard huh? well um, because I didn't grow up in, in like a good, well-off family. Okay. So, um, since the beginning, I was scraping off, trying to find ways to earn okay. uh, money. Okay. Um, so, back in my first um, hustle into trying to make money is um, back in college. Okay. Um, I was trying to sell like DVDs. Oh, um, shit, DVD! Of, of pirated oh, wow. movies. Oh, wow. And, um, porn, was it? No, no, no. no it's porn. okay if you do it again. I respect the hustle. <laughs> no, if you did sell porn, I don't mind. Uh, apparently, there wasn't that big of a market yet uh. <laughs> during that they time. They were still in VHS. They, they were still focused DVD. on magazines, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Because it's Old easier school. to hide uh, from yeah, their parents. And wipe after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then also PSP games during that oh, time. Oh, yeah. wow, wow. I got some free internet. Where uh, did you study in college? Just I studied uh, in Asia Pacific College. Oh, wow. In okay. Magallanes, Makati. Oh, shoot. It's uh, the, the one here. that SM owns now, yeah. right? Wow. It's a partnership of SM and IBM. Wow, I didn't know this. Okay, that's awesome. So you studied as a what? Um, my course is a mix of uh, computer science, software engineering, and information technology. So it's wow. three courses in one. And that's very interesting because, again, this, this is uh, another one of those episodes where, similar to the Winston Damarillo uh, episode two episodes ago, um, he was a dev by default. Yeah. 
And then he figured out eventually how to be a hustler or a business guy. And you have a similar story, but I'm pretty sure it's fucking different, <laughs> right? Because his was done in the States as a Filipino migrant, right? Yeah. He, because he went there to, again, just listen to the whole episode. I'm not going to say, say it. But for you, Ellard, you, 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 you were doing this because to make ends meet, you didn't have enough allowance or what that way were you doing this before? Uh, well, before, when I started, so when I went to college, mm-hmm. I initially got a, co- a scholarship. So, ah, full paid scholarship nice. all the way. Full, but wow. um, in my first SEM, I failed uh, the values subject. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, that's very me too. By the way, just, just a little caveat. So, I understand your pain, my man. I graduated in my high school with an average conduct grade of 74. The oh. passing is 75. Yeah. <laughs> so the course that I wanted to take, I wasn't able to take that because I failed in my, my, my uh, what you call this? Uh, not the values, the whatever the fuck they call that, right? Yeah, but I failed. Like the ethics class. No, that's not just ethics. Uh, fuck, I forgot about it. But yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so you failed values. Why? Uh, it was because uh, I was not submitting uh, assignments. Basically, uh, okay. Because during that time, I was so involved with um, computers. Okay. Uh, actually, mobile phones in specific. So mm-hmm. it was the time that um, Symbian was coming out. Symbian, okay. So I was very involved in that, uh, trying to find out. Because I was doing DVD burns, right? Of right, right, Games right. of videos and uh, PSP games. Yeah. And uh, cracking of apps during that oh, time shoot. was wow, wow, a big okay. thing. So I was very active in the cracking so you, scene. Oh, thank you, because I, before, when I, can, I cannot afford a real CD yeah, of an NBA 2K, whatever, <laughs> I'll get a crack. Yes. Yeah, okay. So you're one of those dudes. Yes. How long did you do that for, and uh, what did you uh, learn from that hustle? So I did that like early on in college, um, but that's how I that's how I met my first um, angel investors. Oh wow! So you had investors back then. Yeah, wow. back okay. in college. So this was year two thousand. Wow. Yeah. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I was. No, th- like right now. Or now, uh, a lot of people don't know, but I'm turning 20, 36 this year. No way! Yeah. Sure, you look younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> At 22,000, th- 2000, how, how old are you? Like 20 years old? Like, I was uh, 16. 16. Yeah, you so had investors. I got, because I got accelerated uh, when I was in grade school. Wow. So and that's why you got the full scholarship in the college. Yeah, that's why I got full scholarship. Got and it. I had, I was able to skip some classes in college, like math, programming. Oh, shoot. So wow. I had some free time during college. And that's what you did, <laughs> the cracking. <laughs> The so, whiz um, kid cracking yeah, so, up. Uh, okay. in, the, in the story, so I lost my scholarship, right? Okay. And uh, since we were not from a well-off family, I had to work at Kenny Rogers in Mega Mall. No way. So I had to like clean up tables and stuff. So you waited till you were a waiter? Yeah, I did that wow. for around three months, four months before I got Shit. fired. <laughs> oh, you got fired too? Yeah. Wow. It, it was hard because my class starts at 7 a.m. Then my shift ends at around 1, 2 a.m. Wow. So it was really hard. And that's where I learned that uh, in those kinds of work, it, it was really hard. And the, even though you exert a lot of effort, you yeah. don't get the same compensation. It doesn't Correct. go back it, to you, right? Yeah, there's a cap. Yeah, there's a right. cap. Uh, so that's where I learned how to value the time. And it just so happened that uh, before I got fired, like two weeks before I got fired, uh, two angel investors reached out to me on 
uh, something because I was very active on Symbian cracking scene. Wow. And there was a revolution happening. Were they the legit angel investors or are they shady ones? They were legit. So one of them was um, a big uh, ice plant owner in Nueva Ecija. How the hell did they know about Symbian? Uh, one of the guys was head of engineering in ABS-CBN. Oh my God. So they were doing some research about Symbian and they found my profile. So I was named Schizo during that time. Schizo? <laughs> I'm going to call you the hustle of Schizo. I'm just kidding. And uh, right. they reached out. From there, they uh, pitched the idea. They wanted to meet me in person. Wow. Of course, I was sketchy at first because I was doing <laughs> uh, cracking stuff, right? Yeah. So I thought it was the uh, NBI trying to um, catch I'll me. crack you down. Yeah. Okay. And um, we, we talked and that's where we did the first startup. Okay, and what your first startup, and you were still in college back then, or yeah, you still, stopped? Yeah, uh, um, end of freshman year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, that's crazy. So, <laughs> your first startup was? I, it was called Edge.media. Edge.media. Yeah, so back okay. in the year 2000, uh, when you wanted something in your phone, it was the reign of Nokia. Phone. Yes, yes, yes. So, if you wanted something like a picture message, ringtone, you right. have to send a keyword to Globe or Smart yes, yes, uh, yes. special numbers. Poggy app. Two, three, four, four. <laughs> <laughs> so and you get a pokey, um, whatever at the, after back. What we created is it's actually the it's also the dot com um, boom, boom bubble boom, or whatever boom, it was. Yeah, it, it was, was the dot here, com right? boom. And what we created was the first uh, web platform wherein if you wanted something, you just select it from the web. It gets directly sent to your phone and for free. Uh, it gets deducted from your uh, uh, load or it gets charged to your postpaid that's awesome. bill. That's the first... Um, and back the then, customization was key, like your background thing, your Yeah, even backlights. Backlights and yeah. whatnot. These, these were the things. So while doing this, you were doing college already? Yes. You're, you're, uh, so we had an apartment across the school. Oh, wow. So if we didn't have class, we were programming Shoot. in the apartment, then going back to school. Or sometimes, as a very young kid, how old are you when this, this was happening? 17, 18 now? Turning 17. What the hell does a 17-year-old kid know in terms of, I mean, you, you're very talented, but I'm not trying to discount that, but managing a team, how, the, how difficult was that for you? So when they initially approached me, I knew that I, wasn't, I won't be able to uh, build it on my own. Okay. So I got three college um, friends okay. to join the startup. Okay. Uh, then we built the platform from there. So got it. Uh, it was easy from there. But are they managing you guys or you guys were doing I was the one managing the team. Shoot. Because the, the ice plant owner had to stay in Mevaisia. Okay. And uh, the director of uh, engineering in ABS had to work in ABS CBS. That's crazy. So they, at that very young age, they let you have all that power up front. Yeah, it would, well, I had a good reputation in the Nokia forums. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But how, what was the early challenges you had in that one? Uh, well, we actually was supposed to close it down oh. here in the Philippines because when we talked to Globe and Smart, and back then there was no cloud yet, right? Yeah. So when we talked to Globe and Smart, they wanted an 80-20 share, 80 in favor of them. All the time, yeah. Right. That's that's a uh, any content or whatnot, right? Yeah. yeah. So what happened was that since it oh was no no now it's it's the opposite. They they, they get you you get the lion share. Yes. They get, yeah. But because back you're, then they want the they want yeah correct okay. So if they if they were to give us access to the system, they had to get eighty percent share. And okay. for us, we did the math on the twenty percent. No. It wouldn't work because we had to buy servers. Internet was still very yeah, uh, yeah. expensive. Mm -hmm. 
what we did was uh, we went to Singapore. Uh, it oh, was wow. um, Communication. Wow. It was uh, the event that we went to where um, we didn't have a booth. We were just attendees. Yeah. And we circled around. Right. Um, then we, we were pitching our product yeah, yeah. to the ones that had a booth. Okay. So we were reversing the process. Right, right. And that's where we got in touch with Singtel. Singtel? Yeah, Singtel. What? Okay, and then what happened? So when we pitched to Singtel, they, they liked it a lot. Then we, after a, a succeeding meetings, they asked us, do you want to pursue this as a company or do you want to sell the whole thing? Wow. And, and what did you choose? We sold the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you were, how long, how old were you? When this I, I just turned 17 during that time. Shit, what was I doing when I was 17? <laughs> a lot of stupid stuff, for sure. Yeah. But 17, you sold your first company to Singtel. Yes, to Singtel. Do you mind sharing how much? Or uh, ballpark figure? Uh, well, the, the, well, I know the, the share I got. Yeah. Um, because uh, well that's where I, I learned another lesson because okay. I only got 15% of the company no way you yeah, were the, a slave I was a slave because um, back then it was called industrial partner oh my where God. you because you only invested your knowledge and skills they had to invest their financial capabilities no 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 the guys whoever's listening to you now you have an idea space it's not normal yeah that's and not it's normal your, you have sweat equity you have the idea, you do everything, and just because someone wants to fund you, you get minority. Yes. It should be the other way around. The, the, the angel or the first funder should always get minority because you're there investing in you as the yes. founder, not the other way and around. And without you, there's nothing. Correct. So it's 15%. But yeah. were you able to get a significant chunk still? Yeah, so I got a lot of money in terms of I was able to pay for my whole college. Wow! Journey congratulations, because that's of the money awesome. Thing. And I had a lot, uh, some left wow. that I lost. Ah, okay. But <laughs> dude, that's seventeen-year-old. Were you financially literate to handle that much money? Honestly, no. During okay. that time, and that was the biggest, I, I would have fucking burned that all in a month. And, probably. And it was my first time uh, getting that money because Correct. I. All my life growing up, we didn't have nothing, that kind right. of money. Yeah, yeah. So what did you do with that first money that you used? Like bought shoes, bought whatever? Oh, so, oh, well, um, after I saved some for college because cool. uh, I estimated how much I would need right, for right. college, the rest, I spent it in clubs, girls. There you go! Big the guy that I know. So my exposure in that kind of life was very early. Uh, absolutely. You were 18. You were legal by then. Yes. Right? <laughs> Big spending Ellard. Look at that. But again, coming from my own personal experience too, that life is as fake as it gets. Yes. You'll get fake friends because they only want drinks from you. You're a resource. You know, it's, it's hard to get uh, substance out of that because you're always looking for the thrill. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you go home, you go home you're a lonely, empty son of a yeah. bitch. That's and people go to you or become close to you because you're spending. Correct. But once that's gone, they're gone. Yeah. Fine. All right. Now, Ellard, what happened after this? How did you, so um, you lost? Did you lose that money? Did you go to a job? What did you do next? So um, after I finished college, so I went, uh, had an internship in Trend Micro. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, I specifically looked for an internship 
where I would be able to do a lot of programming. Okay. That's specifically my goal because um, I was learning a lot of um, coding during college. Yeah. And I wanted... And you self-taught yourself a lot too. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I skipped a lot of classes in programming in college because the I was just building the projects in the first day. Okay. Uh, the final projects. And um, so I looked for an internship. That's where I... My internship is six months. Okay. Uh, then after internship, they hired me as a contractual already. Oh, nice. Okay. But I had to still go back to school. So I was a working student again. Okay. Uh, then I spent my nine years in Trend Micro. Trend Micro, you did nine years. Yes. And after that, you what what happened next? What Did you jump to another... What is your next thing? Well, a lot of... Well, uh, my during the nine-year journey, that's where actually the tipping point of my life happened. Okay. Um, so I was learning a lot. I was actually doing AI. Wow. During that time, uh, that was around 2010. Wow. Uh, so early in the game. So early. Well, we, we even did have uh, a project wherein it connected directly to the product in the computers. Shit. And, wow. Uh, it saved the company billions, actually. We won awards wow. for that. Congrats. Dude, I'm a big fan now, and we're not even, <laughs> we're not even done with the first part. Okay, okay. And then after nine, nine years in a company, can make and break you, and you can just, just like, coast was there a time like you know I can do this forever this is it this is good life and whatnot. yeah I was supposed to well my mindset back then was that I was going to retire or um, spend my whole years working in that company because okay. the culture was great everybody was great the projects were very pay was great for sure uh, pay yeah pay was uh, good okay well because um, back then I, I didn't look at the pay I was always looking Learning. for the challenges, like yes. achieving stuff. Okay. But um, since like end of 2011, my mom got cancer. Oh my God. Okay. And uh, that's where uh, it hit me. Like okay. even though you're working, you're saving, all of those uh, money would not be enough to pay for healthcare. Wow. Okay. And um, that's where the entrepreneur in me got uh, reinvigorated again because I knew that the only way for me to uh, earn the money that I needed for security for a good life was to start a business. Wow. Okay, now let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about what you did next when it hit, after it hit you. Yes. Okay, but let's talk about that more after the break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. 
What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with my idol. You're my idol now, bro. That's Ellard <laughs> uh, Caporal of AdMob. Okay, so Ellard, prior to the break, you said. Pr- um, when your mom got sick, it hit you, and you said you wanted to be an entrepreneur again. But did you jump right away? How did you end your Trend Micro um, uh, stint? That was nine years. That's not easy. You you yeah, get you fall in love with a company in, in if you stay with them nine. Yeah, years. I actually fall in love, uh, fell yeah. in love with the company already. Yeah. Uh, but something happened during because I was in debt for around nine hundred sixty thousand pesos okay. during that time. Wow, that was like what. What were you buying at 960 grand? <laughs> no, okay. Because of medical bills, right? Yeah, I understand. Um, right. Then uh, I, I was not able to leave the company okay. because of the debt, because it was okay. the company that was paying the bills. Okay. But uh, something happened with the direction of the company. Since okay. our team was doing great here, okay. and I also had a counterpart team that I was um, uh, managing in Taiwan, okay. my, my time... Uh, during that last year in Trend Micro was one month, one week in Taiwan, three weeks here, every month. Oh, shit. So they wanted to move the whole team to Taiwan. Wow. And I was also, at the same time, starting a family. Yeah. I, I didn't want to migrate because... Yeah, um, yeah and plus your mom is, is, you know, you gotta be seeing your mom too. Okay. So, so what happened? Uh, they, made, they gave me a choice. Either I get the severance package, okay. uh, I move to a different role, or I move to Taiwan. Okay. And since I was um, in debt, I chose the severance package. Uh, but that ended up just as payment for them or no? Oh, you still got a, just nine years is a lot. I, I got a good severance package and there was around uh, 160 I, that was left that I okay. used for my second startup. Ah, uh, so you created your own, uh, 160 at year, what what year was this? This was around 2011, 2012. Oh, that's, that's okay. I mean, if yeah, you're just okay. going to... Um, uh, start with something and what did you do in 2011? Uh, during that time uh, what I did was I got really interested in e-commerce e-commerce yeah. wow okay so I created a startup called mygrocery.ph mygrocery okay it was technically during that time the first online grocery platform boom that's not you push cart that's still not you much <laughs> money and that's not you honest B okay I'm no, just yeah. kidding but yeah um, that's wow, why I okay, relate a lot to good Josh ah that's awesome so what did what, what did you do in 2011 that's too early in the game yeah it's too early so uh, when I did the study um, I finished the system I rolled it out right I was doing um, building from scratch yeah I built it from scratch wow uh, then I was going inside condominiums, handing, wow. uh, putting out flyers under the doors. Oh wow! Just to get customers, right? Yeah. And um, from my study, so I was getting early customers, but my my projections were, was that uh, the Philippine market would need around three to five years before yep. they fully adopt uh, e-commerce. Even now, it's not yet as I mean, it's more. The, the biggest catalyst for e-commerce actually in the Philippines is not the e-commerce itself because it's been there for the longest time. It's COD. 
Yes. COD changed the fucking game for the Philippines because nobody wants to pay credit card or nobody has a credit card. Even though there's a PayMy or whatnot, people don't know how to fucking use that, right? Um, COD changed the game. Yes. Yeah. And well, another thing that changed was actually the ride-sharing economy, the yes. sharing economy. It became normal. Yes, because during that time, uh, one of my biggest challenges was that I would need to own a lot of motorcycles yes. to deliver Logistics. the groceries. Absolutely. So um, I had to close down the company after around six, eight months. Oh, wow. And were you, did you have a team or were you a solo founder? I was a solo founder. Wow, I tried that's it on my brave. own. <laughs> <laughs> tried that too. Woo, the hardest shit I've done. Yeah, that, that's actually the biggest learning um, that I found was that don't do it alone. <laughs> yep, you're not Chuck Norris, guys. Chuck you'll, Norris, you'll go Chuck, crazy. Yeah, and it's not just that you, you're you're limited by yourself too. Yes, you know, and you yeah. don't have someone to bounce around ideas with. Correct, correct. And someone to correct you if you're going exactly, and you think you're God because like everything you think of is whatever, and then at the end of the day, every mistake you you make will cost you because yes. nobody talked you out of it. Or nobody, you weren't able to bounce that off of someone. Yes. In a, in a perfect startup or in a, in a good startup, there always has to be balance. And with balance comes disagreement. Yes. Right? Because a cert, certain, somebody's perspective will always be limited to her own cognitive biases. Right? So, okay, you failed. How did that feel? Like, you lost everything? Like, yeah, I lost. Oh, well, what I, while I was doing that, I was actually employed as well in a ah, corporate setting. Oh, perfect. So okay. I, I lost all my um, money. Then uh, while I was working, I was really bored, right? And, yeah. But I knew that I had to learn the startup journey because sure, I sure. was able to exit. Luckily, then I failed. Yeah. So, so one, zero, one, one. Let's one, one. Yeah, yeah, one, one. So right. I wanted, but, but then I knew that I wanted to go the path of entrepreneurship. Yeah, it, it's when it, once it hits you, you can never go back. You know, yes. Once you taste that blood, yeah, and that blood is your blood because you 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 trip and you you hit yourself because you tried. You do you want to like get get rid of that yeah. shit? Like yeah. Okay. What did you do next? So after that, I uh, unfortunately I was uh, reached out by uh, John Orock, who is the founder of yes. uh, Fusion Adventures. Yep. Um, he told me that there was um, they were looking for someone to lead the tech team of uh, clou- of a startup named Cloud Swift. Cloud Swift. So this is where I met you. Right? Yes, I met this guy because he used to be working again in the same office that I I, I was basically working in. Uh, think again. Thank you, John Arak. You're the CTO of this startup. Yes. Right? Because the CEO is a, a friend of mine, uh, Swaggy D. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to call him Swaggy D. If he ends up listening to this, he knows it's him. And no, but it's Dan. What's his last name again? Uh, the Guzman. Dan the Guzman. Or, yes. or Jello, whatever fucking calls him. That what? <laughs> but what did, as CTO, okay, what, what did that opportunity um, give you? So from there, I actually learned, because I was, in terms of technology, uh, it helped um, give me the idea of the landscape now of okay. what startups are doing in terms of the technology perspective. Sure. And it also gave me a lot of um, experience and knowledge in terms of uh, what's needed in a startup, like the valuation, the different talking to VCs. Yeah. And what were you? What, what did? You, what were you trying to build there again? I forget. Because Dan usually takes ten minutes to explain what you guys are doing. So it's like, what? What? Okay, what, what, what? What are you doing? Okay. But uh, well, what were you trying to build in CloudSwift before? Yeah, it was an online learning platform where okay. you had virtual labs ah. that you can play around with any environment. 
Wow. That's that's very techy. And what um did you stay there for a long time? Because I, I was like, I, I, I think you also started AdMob while you were there. Yes, while I was there. So did, it that, did that rub? Did that rub them uh, the wrong way when you were doing that? How were you able to do that? You're also doing AdMob and doing Cloud Swift at the same time. Yeah, I think I got this from my second startup because I was in my second startup. I was doing the corporate job. Yeah. And at, at night I was doing my startup. Right. Okay. So it was kind of my routine already. Okay. So when I joined Cloud Swift. Um, after around two years, uh, that's where the idea of AdMob came about. Okay, how did the idea uh, came up, come about? It, it was because my uh, my child, actually. Okay. So uh, every time we go somewhere, my son is in the backseat. Okay. By the to way, this guy drives a red Beamer. <laughs> Before, I don't know if it's the same red Beamer. It's like, this guy is big balling, right? <laughs> this guy's a big balling. It's like, who has a fucking red Beamer, right? So... Yeah, um, your, your son is always at the backseat. Yeah, and then he always wanted to watch videos while we were stuck in traffic. Okay. So what I did there was to find a mount for the, for the tablet. Ah. So we put it in the headrest. Then that's where it hit me that if my son liked the journey of uh, yeah. us getting stuck in traffic like one, two hours, he doesn't bug me, yeah. then other people would like it too. Ah, so shout out to your son <laughs> yeah, <this laughs> for letting an idea. So what did you do to pursue your idea? Now... You've, you've had prior experiences doing uh, your startup. What did you do differently for AdMob? For AdMob, uh, first was that, um, of course, I had to build the NBP again. Okay. Uh, from there, uh, I had the knowledge. And because I came from a tech background, I right. didn't have any background on advertising or marketing. Yeah, yeah. I knew I had to find a co-founder okay. that had that experience. Uh, who, how did you find and who was your co-founder? So what I did was uh, I checked my network of uh, friends, okay. and um, the one I found was uh, Bobby. He was Bobby. my uh, college batchmate. Got it. Who was uh, who took um, marketing before? Oh, awesome, awesome. Okay. So I reached out to him. Then after uh, the dance. Oh, uh, you dance? What were you dancing? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I, I learned hip hop. Okay. <laughs> Okay, after the, the, the whole back and forth thing. Yeah, okay. so because um, early on, what I did was, uh, because I was hearing a lot of stories where um, you had to make it clear, uh, first of all, the equity share. Like if he's joining you as a co-founder, it needs to be clear to both of you that this is your share of the company. Okay, this is a very uncomfortable conversation yes. for people. How did you go about this and how did you do it the right way? Uh, it was from uh, my experience in the corporate world wherein yeah. if I do evaluations, I ask them first on uh, how do they think they perform. Got it. Then from there, that's where I negotiate or I give my feedback. Okay. So I asked them like, if he were to join me as a co-founder, what right. would be the comfortable equity share that Got he it. would get? Then he gave uh, 20%. I gave him 30%. Wow. Oh, you gave more. Yeah, I gave more. But I hope you did vesting. Uh, yes. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> because this is something that a lot of people should be doing. This. I made this mistake myself. Never give up. Straight up equity. Yes. People got to earn their shit. Okay. So now you're doing AdMob. What was a turning point when you had to... Because you can't serve two masters. And yes. You can't do two startups at the same time. Something's got to give. And you're wearing two very different hats. You're yes. CEO on AdMob. CTO in Cloud Swift. What was the turning point? Like, all right, I got a job. 
I, I gotta choose one. So one, it was actually Kubo that okay. um, pushed me off the cliff. <laughs> Kubo, this, okay, and then because the, I had the MVP, but I didn't want to launch a pilot, Got and it. I was not getting customers because I didn't have a pilot running. Got it. So you had a chicken and egg catch twenty yeah, two. Chicken and yeah. egg problem. So I launched, and uh, then uh, I got my first client. Ah. It was Unilever who Wow, first, holy um, shit. Wow. Yes. How did you get that? For those people who are starting their startup, like, all right, but I'm too afraid people. The same scenario that you were in. What would be your advice for those people who want to get their first client? Because that's always the hardest. And that's also the most satisfying at the same yes. time. No, my my big my advice is that they should know who their customers are because uh, in my journey I knew that I had to work first with the top FMCG companies because they're the ones who have the marketing budget to try out new platforms. But it's scary to go after those. How did you get Unilever? So from I I tried to research on which events they would be into, okay. and one of the events was Ignite. They were ah, participants, which in is the, happening by the way in the next couple next of days week. and whatnot. So they were participants in the business matching. So Got I it. knew I had to get into the business matching. Got of it. Ignite. So shout out to RT and uh, Peculiar Oranges yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to get that done. Okay, so you got the Ignite. You you got Unilever. What was next? So during that time that um, I found out that Unilever was going to be at Ignite right. um, was also the time where Kubo introduced me to my angel investors. Ah, there you go. So you finally got funding. Yes. Yeah, so, so hopefully they did, they did not give you 15% anymore. Oh, I learned from my past mistakes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. So now you have this. What did you do next? So once I got the funding, uh, I got the angel investors okay. now. Uh, we worked out the term sheets. Um, that's where I did the full-time on AdMob there you go. to launch uh, the pilot project with Unilever. Got it. Now, that was November 15. There you go. You still remember. The, that's just very recent. Now, it's, it's all fun and games when you look at it, but how hard was it? Now that you're full-time with your own startup and now you have, how, did you have a team? Did you hire people now and whatnot uh, as well? Well, uh, actually breaking, especially advertising, right. it's a very closed door industry. If okay. you don't know anybody, they won't talk to you. Even media agencies, it's really hard to pitch yeah. your uh, platform, your idea. How difficult was that to, to penetrate and how, what did you guys do? Well, I was, so when I initially came out uh, with, uh, came with the idea of AdMob, okay. I finished that around December 2016. Okay. From that time up to around mid-2017, I was looking for customers. I did not get any. Wow. So that's why I knew that I needed help on opening doors. Got it. And that's where um, I was looking for strategic partners. Got it. And it so happened that my angel investors had an advertising business for around 14 Ah, years already. Wow. So that's that's an easy wingman for you to do to penetrate right away. So when when that happened, that's 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 great. So when you're looking for angel investors, you want to make sure that they're smart investors in a way where they, they don't just put in money; they will open up doors for you. So, you're yeah, lo- so you were lucky to get that done. Well, yeah, the, I actually looked for partners, not the more than the money, because I got some offers of money, ah. but I had to turn them down because they just wanted to give money. Then I had to work for that money. Got it. But for the angel investors, I did the interview with them, and um, my angel investors now, 
I saw that they also believed in the vision okay. and that they were willing to work as well to make that a With success. With you, go down With in you, the trenches yes. as well. Now, how did you grow your team? Because I, I, a lot of the people that I saw that you worked with in Cloudsit eventually joined you up. Yes. Uh, how, well, how did you grow that team and what were the challenges you had to go through with them when you're now full-time? Because it's not all fun and games, I learned. Yes. No matter not. how much you tell me it is, but it's <laughs> not. But how, what were those challenges and how did you build your team? So in terms of team, actually, uh, my first um, initial step was to look for my current network, right? Okay. But the biggest problem that I had there was that my network was already expensive because they were senior developers already and yeah. I would not be able to pay for their salary. Absolutely. So my two uh, first devs, uh, Redan and Kem, I actually worked with them in my uh, pre previous corporate job before right. CloudSwift. Ra ah, really? Yes. So there was already that rapport and a relationship yes. prior to CloudSwift. Okay. So I knew I had to find people that I can trust and wouldn't have a hard time in terms Been of to war with. culture yeah. and uh, trying to understand each other. Right. And in terms of um, compensation, uh, I gave them equity as well ah, to compensate great. the So they're the co-founders per se too. Yeah, per se yeah, co-founders. Okay. Now, what were the challenges though? I mean, okay, you have people to fucking pay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's hard. Especially if you're a one-man team, it's easy. You can make mistakes. But yes. you have mouths to feed and their families to worry about. It's totally different. And it bugs you every day. Dude, you, you carry that cross with you yes. wherever you go. It's the burden. Right. Um, it's not a burden. It's a challenge, really, because you, you, you yeah, signed them up for this shit. Yeah. And they believe that they risked their lives with you. Right? How hard... What were your challenges at putting AdMob uh, to, to, to the next level that you're in? So one of the biggest challenges we have is it's a new platform. Okay. And going into the advertising industry, they're not that open to trying out new um, advertising mediums. Okay. That was the first one. Uh, the other one was educating them on what we're doing because what we're doing okay. is so, uh, it's very technical. Yeah. Because we put in facial detection, AI, analytics on an industry that doesn't have any of those. There's yeah. no measurement, targeting, yep. any of that. They, they pay on fluff, not metrics and analytics that startups yes. usually digest. Um, for, for, for that, what was the hardest part for AdMob that you remember in this journey before you got your next milestone? And talk about that milestone too. Uh, the hardest part was that um, getting new customers because we had an initial customer. Right. But getting additional ones yeah. was really hard because whenever we uh, have a meeting with a different customer, okay. what they would ask is, who's using this? How long have you been existing? Right. Uh, how, what are your success stories? Right. And as a startup, you don't have that. Yeah. So you need guinea pigs with, to, to, be, to yeah, go and, there. and we're trying to get multinationals who didn't want to be guinea pigs. Right, right. And they know. They can tell if they're going to be the guinea pig, yes. right? So um, how... Did you get to your next milestone? Because you're, you're one of those startups that, again, you, you, you're profitable. Right? Yes, you said. we became so, profitable mid-year. How um, did you get to that? We, after our first uh, run with Unilever, um, we actually used that as a marketing tool as well. Mm. Since we were getting questions on credibility, okay. uh, on success use cases, um, and Unilever was our first client, yeah. it had a big... Um, help on our journey to get more clients awesome. because whenever we tell them the Unilever story 
uh, they're now getting interested to try it out. Absolutely, because again, there's a use case now yes. that you can talk about. And the packages that we were offering them to try it out, we made it a little bit um, smaller for them. After the, that profitability level, what are the next milestones you guys hit? Or, or where are you guys now? Now, so last year, we ended with 1,000 vehicles. Okay. Um, then we're trying to end this year with 5,000. Wow. Yes. Although we had a lot of um, hiccups as well during 2017 because okay. we wanted to expand too fast. We yep. wanted to expand to, in Taiwan, in Singapore yeah. at the same time. And we, ha- we wanted to be in buses as okay. well. And all of those didn't work. Okay. That's that's uh, that's. That's tough because you gotta iterate and test and whatnot, and every mistake will have a cost. Especially yours also has um, a lot of, of of investment on the device itself as well. Initially, yeah, and whatnot. Okay, now Eller does take another break, and let's talk about tips and whatnot, because I, I want to learn about a, a lot of what you did in terms of bouncing back. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. 
So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. DragonPay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit DragonPay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. Pivoting and whatnot. Uh, and let's share that with our audience more after the break. And we're back from the break. We're still with Ellard Caporal of AdMob, who now will share a lot of his uh, tips and tricks in this segment uh, before we, we roll that up. So, okay, um, Ellard, l- real quick, because you're an engineer by default, you, you went from symbionizing and fucking cracking shit to, <laughs> you know, doing a nine-year job to, you know, doing all these things. I didn't know your, your story was this crazy because all I knew of you was you're a big baller. You post pictures with hot girls <laughs> in your pictures. <laughs> but it's like, what? How does this guy even do it? That's a hustle in itself. But I'm not going to ask you that about in this episode. Okay, Ellard, real quick. You're a dev, right? And you've, you've seen devs. You've developed devs. You've handled devs themselves. How did you become a better developer and rise above tough competition and be a C-level uh, developer now? So, uh, it, it goes back to my uh, wiring in Trend Micro okay. because um, as dev, that's where I started my developer journey. Right. And uh, what we were taught there was that um, whatever you do, no matter how small, we were always taught of how it impacts the whole company. Got it. And as a dev, now it gave me the sense of the business because okay. if I do these things in the product, okay. This is the effect in the business, in the product. Sure. And that's where I learned that to always think of the end product and the customers. Got it. So don't think about the code you write and don't be defensive in that way. Think about how the, the user is going to use, use this. Use your product. Got it. So is there any specific skill that a dev should learn how to do just to be able to, to, to get to that? Or is there any hack to, to, to become better at that skill? One of the things that I needed to adjust with myself is that as a dev, when you're listening to your customers, right. the first instinct that goes to your mind is you're trying to think already of how you're going to build it. Right. But that shouldn't be the case. You should be thinking of why the, 
that person is trying to say or give you the requirements? What's the value that they're trying to look for before you try to think of how to build it? Because sometimes or mo- most of the time, the person you're talking to doesn't know what they want mm. uh, in terms of the product because they're trying to give you suggestions on the product, but they know what they need. So you need to really dig deep in yes. and, and understand that and separate your your coding in your brain yeah. and then really listen to to that any 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 other skill that you would you'd uh teach a dev that they're like you because you kept doing shit that wasn't even and we're just doing forums and symbian and whatnot what were the hacks for devs to improve their skills in their dev game to get that done from my experience uh, one of the things that made me rise above the other devs right is uh, presentation skills or talking to people because normally devs are introverts. Got it. It's hard for them to talk to other people to discuss um, things. Okay. If you're able to go beyond that, like you're able to explain what you created, not how you created it, like what's the value it's giving to um, your stakeholders, that will be a big uh, milestone for you as a dev. Got it. So bridging that gap, you're stepping out of that shell that, that you, you created sometimes. It's really on your brain. But again, I'm not an introvert, so I really can't relate. <laughs> so my bad. Um, now, okay, how do you then go from being a dev guy into now learning business skills? What were those things that you did to make that jump? Because it's totally, there's, there's similarities, I'm pretty sure, in terms of technique. But what were those things that you, you did or your, your, your tips to, to, to acquire those skills? For me, it, it was because of uh, the need to uh, earn. Because... Yeah, um, it's, it's survival, bro. It's survival, <laughs> yes. Because uh, as a dev, you get compensation, right? Then right. because of my tipping point, I knew I had to earn more. Yeah. And for me to earn more, I had to study uh, business. Got it. So I was actually listening to podcasts. Oh, uh, there you are. Looking at startups. Definitely journeys. it's not hustle share because we did not <laughs> exist. What what podcast do you listen to for those people that did you? It, it was the first uh, podcast from Gimlet Media, the yep. startup, How to Start a Startup. Yep. It's called Startup. That's yeah. basically what it is. So it's it's a it's like a fucking um, walking book or like a walkthrough of how to do it. Yeah. Not that, but it's going uh, through with the journey of um, the founder. Correct, absolutely similar to again. I'm, I'm, we're not trying to copy anyone, but we're just doing talking about your hustle. But okay, other other than that, what else did they uh, do? Uh, did you guys do? Sorry, um, to to acquire those skills that you need other from the business side uh, that you have in uh, your need for survival. Other things is I, I was lucky because my uh, angel investors who are now my co-founders um, had the business acumen. Okay. They had the um, sales experience and the advertising experience. So okay. they became actually my mentors okay. in terms of um, shaping it to become um, the CEO of AdMob. Okay. Now, um, in terms of daily habits, I'm gonna, I want to ask you this. Um, what are your daily habits that you think are contributing to letting you run your startups, your, your startup uh, the way it is now? Because you have to form good habits all the time, right? Yes. You can't be uh, a, a, a slob and be fucking clutterfucked all the time, right? You want to have a system. What, what are those habits that you, you'd like to share for people that, that, that want to learn uh, how, how LR does this hustle? 
for me one of my the big uh, one of the things that I do differently okay. is uh, I don't focus all my energy into the industry I'm in. Ah. So like I'm in the advertising and marketing industry, right? Okay. But I listen and I read articles about all kinds of industries because sometimes the innovation that they're doing there would give you an idea of what you can do in your industry differently. But what that can also be a risk there yes. because it can distract you from shit and you're all over the place. How do you make sure that you're still focused while you're consuming all that content? What I do is I always look at it as the at, from the perspective of my startup. Got it. Like they're doing this, can apply? Can I apply this to my startup? What Got value it. it would bring? What value it, does it bring to my customers? Got it. Now, Ellard, in terms of learning, you've always been uh, an advanced learner. How, what are your habits in learning new shit? What, or is there a certain method that you use and whatnot uh, in, in creating uh, or learning something that you can share? For me, uh, my motto is always nothing is impossible. So for some, uh, the biggest um, roadblock to learning is they think it's hard to learn that skill, right? So for me, if I want to learn something, I just go dive into it, try to learn it, try it out. That's the biggest um, uh, thing that you can do is to try it out, experience it. Uh, from there, you, your mind is actually getting adjusted to what you're trying to learn. So just go, like jump and whatnot. Yeah, don't be afraid. Got it. All right, there you go. Now, Ellard, uh, last few questions. Um, let's throw you the curveballs r- real quick here. Because um, when I met you, you're, you're the first one that I've seen do this. And I'm so impressed because uh, just for, the, for those people who, who, don't, who haven't been to an ad mom, they're using a technology that I've seen before um, in Microsoft, right? And then, boom, all of a sudden, it, it kind of... If I'm, if I'm closer, usually I look younger, and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, this, this makes this makes me look, look young." Now there's other competitors. Uh, I don't know who who released first. How do you stand out when there's a, a lot of competitors, or there's strong competitors who have very similar functionalities that that are that you pioneered on? How do you coexist with those? Yeah, for us, one, uh, we actually welcome the competitors because uh, one of the advocacies we have is to help the drivers earn additional income. True. And there's around, now there's around 49,000 Grab vehicles. Wow. So we can't put tablets on all 49,000. Absolutely. That's the first thing. The other one is we're, we're a bit lucky because technically we're a tech company going into advertising than the other way around where it's tech it's advertising people trying to adopt tech got it okay so with that approach you you're marrying now what you're what you're good at in the tech side and then putting it out there but is does does it saturate the market at all or whatnot or what's it now like if we're having those competitors we're gunning for the same things. It's eventually it's gonna get ugly a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be a battle of like functionality, um, what value you can bring. To us, uh, actually, this year we were adding additional services. Wow. Uh, because of clients, so okay. that's our main focus. Is whatever the client needs, that's what we provide. Okay. So it starts with the tablet uh, inside the grab cars. Got it. Then we're also branching out using the same technology into product sampling. That's how we see us 
um, rising above the competition is being able to offer other services that the client needs yeah. rather than them talking to different suppliers. That's good. Now, Ellard, one last question because you seem to bounce back every single time. You're like Dwayne Wade, you know. Stand up, <laughs> uh, fall down seven, stand up eight. How do you motivate yourself to keep going? Because a lot of people, you know, there's, there's no... Well, they, some people will try. And when they try, they get hurt, they cave in, and they never want to go back. For, and sometimes, you know, all you need is time and whatnot. But for how do you, how did you do it, and what would be your advice for those people who, who have failed or are currently going through that process and, and, and trying it again, even if they lose, if like, like what you did, you lost everything? So for me, it's because of my current... Um, set up uh, yep. because I, I got I'm turning my marriage is now turning nine years this year really yeah Holy shit, you still look young like, I swear <laughs> you look like you're in your 20s I swear so uh, the motivation comes from every time I go home I know that even if I fail I need to keep uh, marching on because there's a family already that's uh, my, in my responsibility that's actually one of um, the things that if you don't you, it's easier to start a startup when you're early 20s yeah because you don't have a family yet right and for me that started uh, this company at the late late age right uh, I have to plan out different scenarios already so right. um, if I fail doing one thing I have a plan B and a plan C sure because it's not just your life that's going to be affected yeah it's my family's life on the line yeah correct and you don't want them to uh you know, uh, lose a lot of stuff just because of the risk you took. Yeah, and I don't want our family to go back to uh, my what happened to me as a child, where okay. we were not really good in yeah. terms of financial. So that, that's stability. a very primal motivation there yes. and whatnot. So, what would be your advice for those people who are coming through that? I mean, it's not easy to to bounce back and whatnot. What would be your advice to? If they're just like, hey, you know, should I try it again or whatnot, whatever. If they don't have the similar situation. Well, for me, I think it's more on uh, looking at the bright side because I always have this motto where uh, life is like a wheel. There you go. So okay. sometimes you're at the bottom, but eventually you will reach the top as yeah. well because it just goes around. And if you hit bot the bottom again, there's no other way but to go up again. There you go. Life lessons with Ellard. Now, Ellard, real quick, what should you, if, if we're just listeners, advertisers, or whatever, this is your chance to now invite people to, to check out AdMob or, or whatnot or whatever support you guys need. Or what's, uh, what's next for AdMob as well? Yeah, so, yeah, as, as I mentioned a while ago, we're launching a new service. Okay. It's changing now the product sampling landscape. Wow. So before, when you do product sampling, it's just random handing out right. um, products to different people. Now we're using the same technology that we do inside the tablets of analyzing people. Right. We're now analyzing who you hand out the oh, samples shit. to. Oh, That's crazy. That's very exciting. Any, anything else that you'd like to, to, to greet or any uh, um, shout-outs you would like to do before we end this episode? Yeah, so if there's uh, companies, startups, we're always willing to work with startups who wants uh, their service to get promoted in our platform. We're very much willing to help. Or if there's advertisers that yeah. wants... What do they do? Where do they go? Yeah, they just go to our website, www.admob.tech. There you go. Again, thanks, Ellard. I hope you enjoyed this. This, this, yeah. this, uh, this is awesome. Again, thank you very much. But for those people, we're wrapping up Season 1. Again, we, this is your only chance to get involved of how we're going to do Season 2. So... 
please join our community and hustle share community on Facebook. Let's look it up and apply. Where I always, uh, I haven't um, uh, rejected anyone. <laughs> supply and whatnot, and we'll, we'll talk about. The, 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 the stuff that you, you, you'd like to talk about the podcast and don't forget to message us on our chatbot at m.me slash hustleshare powered by chatbotvh again thanks Alan. appreciate it thank you it was an honor alright and I'll see you guys in the next episode peace